0: Hello and welcome to the Savvy Producer Podcast. My name's Phil from Marsden Mastering and this is a show all about productivity, efficiency and keeping your clients happy in the world of music production. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the formats and files you need to be delivering to your clients every time you work on a project. So without further ado, let's get into it. If you want your clients to feel peace of mind when they wrap up a project with you and know that you're a true professional you need to be covering all bases and giving them every mix version, every format and everything they could possibly need. So we're talking radio edits, instrumentals, PA mixes, stems and all the different formats they need for their distribution plan as well. If you don't do this, you're not giving your client everything they need when they're done with you. This can leave your clients feeling stuck later down the line when they suddenly realise they need a certain file for a gig or for a form submission and it can result in extra work for you later down the line too and they end up coming back needing something you didn't give them first time around. This can be really stressful for both parties and it can be a nightmare if you find out you've deleted the files or if you don't have a certain plugin anymore that you were using in the session. Things can get out of hand really quickly so you need to make sure you're doing it. On top of that, I often see studios and producers and mixers charging extra for certain versions or formats later down the line, which to me is just a big no-no, but I'll get more into that later. Ultimately, you need to be setting up your clients for success, so that means giving them every deliverable that they could possibly need. This way, they won't be coming back to you in six months' time needing different versions bounced or additional formats created, and your clients will feel peace of mind when they're done working with you. They'll feel comfortable knowing they're set up and ready to go with their song, and this will work wonders for getting return work, referrals, and more good word of mouth for your production business. They'll know that you're a true professional. So let's dive in and talk about everything you actually need to be delivering. So I'm going to split this into two sections. So first, we're going to talk about the different versions you need to be delivering. So this is for the mixers out there. This is really at the end of the mixing stage when you're printing different mixes for different scenarios um, and different edits as well. Then after that we'll dive into the different file formats you need to be delivering at the mastering stage so that a project is wrapped up and done. So let's talk versions at the mixing stage. If you're a mixing engineer, not only do you need to deliver the final version of the song, but you also need to deliver a few versions to go along with that depending on the situation that will set your clients up for the future. So these are instrumentals, so the full song with no vocals at all. Radio edits, so this might be a shorter version of the song if it's needed, so that it's suitable for radio. Clean edits, so this is obviously the song without any swearing in it. One thing I'm noticing these days is they're often asking for swear words to be completely muted in songs, so not replaced with something that sounds similar, not reversed. Um, Often they just want them cut out completely. Then we have PA mixes, so these are any backing tracks that need to be used live, so often this will be an instrumental with backing vocals, or with a certain instrument taking out that's going to be played live but the rest of the song isn't. And stems as well. I think it's important that you deliver these so that your client can go away, and if they want a remix done of the song or they want to collaborate with a dance producer or something later, they have all the stems that they can give them and they're ready to go with that without any back and forth. And they can be really helpful for live stuff as well. And then on top of all those versions, it can be really good to deliver 15, 30 and 60 second clips of the song or stings as they're often known. This can be really, really helpful if your client's going for sync deals later down the line. So I deliver as much of this as standard as you can, but always communicate with the client and ask if there's anything else they need on top of all that stuff. Literally anything they think they might need later down the line. This way you're covered and they know you've got their back as well. Now, what's key here to me is, do you charge for this? Absolutely not. Sure, it's going to take you longer to bounce all of these versions, but it's your job to make sure your client walks away with everything they need, otherwise the project isn't done. And there shouldn't be hidden costs around the corner for them when they need this stuff. It's going to take a bit of extra time, of course, but you should just build that into your pricing so that it's accounted for with every project you do. This way there's no friction later down the line and you're keeping your clients super happy and you've got them covered for the future. One more thing to note with this as well is you wanna name it all super, super clearly in the file names. So we don't want any final final mix version 12 or whatever. We want it to be really, really crystal clear when they see those files so they know what each one is and what it's for. So make a naming convention for your different file types and stick with it. Make sure it's super clear. So that's it for the mixing stage and all the different versions your clients might need. So now we're going to move on to the kind of mastering stage and all the different formats they're going to need. So this will probably be fairly obvious for the mastering engineers out there, but if you're not a mastering engineer or if you're mastering your own stuff and you're not sure what to deliver, hopefully this will be helpful for you. So here's what I deliver as standard with every project. Everybody gets a 44.1k 24-bit lossless WAV. This is the file that's most commonly used for digital distribution, except there are a few distributors out there who still only accept 16-bit files. CD Baby is one of them. I'm not really sure why, Uh, but in most cases, this is the file your clients are gonna use. Then we have a 44.1k 16-bit web. So CD Baby will use this, but also it's the standard for CDs. So if your client's getting CDs made, this is the file they'll use. On top of that, we have a WAV file at native resolution with no diver. So, this is at the resolution the mix was sent in. It doesn't change, it doesn't get upsampled or downsampled. And this is just the highest possible quality file. It's great for archival purposes so your clients can keep a full fidelity version of the song for any future use. This is also the file that's suitable for Apple Digital Masters. And then, lastly, we have a 320 kilobytes per second MP3. This is the lowest quality of all the files I give my clients. Um, It isn't for distribution, this is a much smaller file and it's just for use in emails, press kits, um, informed submissions or applications. And like I say, it's not high fidelity, but it is by no means bad quality. It's perfect for these purposes and it saves my clients from having to convert anything themselves later down the line and possibly damaging the audio in the process. So those are all the things I deliver as standard. But on top of that, if people ask for them, I deliver vinyl ready pre-masters with a PQ sheet and DDP files as well. And again, just like with the mixing stage, none of this should come at an extra cost. There are some massive mastering houses out there that I'm not going to name, but they will charge extra for every single different file type that a client wants, which is just wrong to me. The mastering engineer's job is to give the client the final master. So if your client has to go off and do a load of file conversion themselves afterwards, they by definition don't have the final master yet. So you didn't give them what they needed and you didn't do your job. The same goes for the additional versions from the mixing stage. As long as they can go through the same chain in the master, there's no reason to be charging extra for them. Just make sure your pricing covers all of this time from the start and don't spring extra charges at your clients. It's just going to leave a bad taste in their mouths and for good reason too. So hopefully this is clearing up all the things you need to be delivering. Something that might be helpful is actually rewinding this and just writing down a checklist uh, that you can use every time you're working on a project to make sure that nothing's missed here. And of course, all of this can be super confusing for your clients, so you need to kind of handhold them a bit and guide them through what each of these files are going to be for. Chances are they're not just going to know that and it's going to be overwhelming for them when they see all these different versions and all these different numbers and they're trying to think about what they might need going forwards. So what I do is I just send a simple PDF that explains what each file is and what they're likely to be using it for. This way there's no confusion later down the line. You could do this with like a video as well if you wanted, if it's easier for you. So I hope this is helpful for you. I know it's not the most exciting topic, but I think it's something that people don't really think about that much. They just think about the creative sides of doing the mix and not actually what to deliver. So hopefully it's brought some value. Before you go, I just want to tell you about a free resource that I've put together for producers and mix engineers. I know juggling multiple projects and making sure everything's running smoothly in your studio can be really difficult, so I've put together a free guide on how to set up a simple, effective project management system in Trello, with a free template you can grab to get started really quickly too. This is the exact way I've managed my mastering projects for years, and I think it can be really helpful for eliminating stress, keeping your clients happier, and just allowing you to focus more on actually being creative as well. If you wanna get hold of it, just go over to marsdenmastering.com slash Trello. That's mastermasteringcom slash Trello. To make things easier, the link will be in the show notes too. So go ahead and grab it so you can fix that hectic studio schedule.